وَأَقْسَمُوا And they swore an oath. بِاللَّهِ By Allah. They swore oaths by Allah. What kind of oaths? جَهْدَ أَيْمَانِهِمْ جَهْدَ Strong. Meaning the strongest ayman. Ayman plural of yameen. And what is yameen? It's used for right hand, but it's also used for oath because right hand is used for taking an oath. So they swore by Allah their strongest oaths. Jahd. What does jahd mean? To put in one's maximum effort to do the maximum that a person can. So they swear with full effort, the most emphatic oaths, most exaggerated and intense oaths that they could swear. You know, for example, if a person is swearing an oath, they say, seriously, I swear that I didn't do this. And the other is, wallahi, I didn't do this. Right? And then another is, wallahi, wallahi. And you repeat yourself again and again and again. Why are you repeating yourself again? And why are you swearing the strongest oath possible? Why? What's the reason? To show your truthfulness. To show your sincerity. So they, as in the people of Makkah, the mushrikeen, they would swear by Allah their strongest oaths. And what would they say? لَإِن جَاءَهُمْ نَذِيرٌ That surely if a warner came to them, لَيَكُونُنَّ Surely they would definitely be أَهْدَى More guided. Men from إِحْدَى الْأُمَمْ One of the nations. إِحْدَى One of. الْأُمَمْ Plural of the word, Ummah. They said that if a warner, meaning a prophet, came to us, we would be far better guided than any of these nations. Which nations? Those nations to whom the prophets had come to. Meaning the people of the book, the Yahud and the Nasara. What is this referring to? You see, before the Prophet ﷺ, when the people of Makkah would see the disunity and the disagreement, the arrogance of the people of the book, and the degradation that they suffered, they would boast over them, thinking, Look, these are people who were favored with scriptures, with prophets, and we do not have that. So if we got a prophet, then for sure we would be much better guided than these Jews and Christians. You understand? And it's very easy to say this. When you see someone in a situation, it's very easy to say, if I were in that situation, I would really make the most of it. Right? Like for example, sometimes you know people will say, if I had that much money, if I had that much freedom, if I had you know, my parents' support, if I had this, if I had that, like what you have, I would be much better. Maybe we don't say it, but sometimes we think like this. So the mushrikeen of Makkah, they used to think something like this also. When they would look at the people of the book, the Jews and the Christians, they would say, poor Ahlul Kitab, what's wrong with them? They have a scripture. They had so many prophets. Yet, this is how they are? So they would say, if a prophet would come to us, we would be far better guided. Allah says, فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ نَذِيرٌ Now that a warner has come to them, مَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا نُفُورًا It has not increased them except in aversion. The word nufur, nun fa'ra. To be averse, to dislike something, and basically this word is used for the bolting away of animals, meaning when the animals are just running away from something. Running away. Have you ever tried to chase a chicken? Hmm? Or maybe you've seen somebody doing that? I've tried it actually many times. No matter how much you run after a chicken, you can never catch it. 
It'll always beat you. Always. Right? And you have food in your hand. You want to feed the chicken. And you want to, you know, hold it. And maybe give something nice to it. But the chicken is just running away. Right? So, مَا زَادَهُمْ إِلَّا نُفُورًا They're running away from the Prophet as if animals are bolting away from something that they're afraid of. This is how they're behaving. They're behaving like animals. That without even thinking, they're avoiding the Prophet ﷺ. In Surah Safat, Ayah 167-169, Allah says, وَإِن كَانُوا لَيَقُولُونَ And indeed, they used to say, لَوْ أَنَّ عِنْدَنَا ذِكْرًا مِنَ الْأَوَّلِينَ لَكُنَّا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ الْمُخْلَصِينَ They used to say that if we had some message, if we had some scripture, we would be Allah's chosen, sincere servants. In Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 157, Allah says, أَوْ تَقُولُوا لَوْ أَنَّا أُنزِلَ عَلَيْنَا الْكِتَابِ لَكُنَّا أَهْدَى مِنْهُمْ The Prophet has been sent, the Qur'an has been sent, so that you cannot say on the Day of Judgment that if only we were given a book, we would have been guided. The fact is that the book has come, the messenger has come, but what are you doing? You are running away. Instead of fulfilling your oath and following the Prophet, accepting his teachings, you're running away from him. Why? Allah says, istikbaron fil ard. What's the reason? Istikbaron fil ard. Out of arrogance upon the earth. Arrogance towards who? Towards the messenger. Towards the truth that he brought. Thinking that they were too good for it. Istikbaron fil ard. Wa makra And an evil plot. Evil plotting. Makr is plot. And asayyi is a description of that plot, meaning it's evil. It's bad. It's a bad plan. Bad as in it's evil, it's of evil nature. What was this plan? They planned that they would just pretend that the Prophet ﷺ is a liar. They would just pretend that the Qur'an is not the word of Allah. And just pretending it as something false will somehow make it forgotten. You know, after some time, people will forget about Muhammad ﷺ, they will forget about the Qur'an. This was their makra sayyid. Even though they recognized the truthfulness of the Prophet ﷺ, they recognized the truthfulness of the Qur'an. Yet their evil plan was, just pretend that it is false. So call him a liar, call him a magician, call him something else, but never acknowledge his truthfulness. Allah says, وَلَا يَحِيقُ الْمَكْرُ السَّيِّئِ وَلَا and not يَحِيقُ It encompasses, it encloses, it surrounds. حَوَوْقَافِ or hayaqaf. Basically, yahiqu means yusibu, yanzilu, yuhitu. It doesn't hit, it doesn't descend on, it doesn't reach what? The evil plot, illa bi ahli, except its own people. Meaning, those who plan an evil plot become the victims of that plot. Is this true? So often it happens that a person makes up a plan in order to harm someone, in order to tarnish someone's reputation, in order to harm them in some way. But then what happens? The other person, nothing happens to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects them. Allah protects, preserves their honor, their reputation. So then who has a bad name? Who gets a bad image? It's the people who came up with that plot because they're not reliable anymore. They're not trustworthy anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The roadrunner show, right? That the coyote or that animal, whatever it was, always sets traps in order to trap who? 
the bird, the roadrunner. But then who falls in that trap? Who suffers? Who gets caught in that trap? It's the coyote himself. Isn't it? Has it ever happened with you that maybe you want to do something funny, you know, pull a prank on somebody, and then you forget about it. And then you end up getting trapped in it. Could be something small as, you know, putting something in the refrigerator or, you know, misplacing something, hiding something, yeah, hiding something from somebody, and then when you want it, you cannot even remember where you hid it. Exactly, when you hide it from children, or when you hide it from your brother or sister. Right? You hide some chocolate and then later on you're like, where did I put it? You hide some keys, you change the internet password, and then you cannot remember it yourself. Exactly. There were people who called the Prophet ﷺ Al-Abtar. That his name will be cut off because he doesn't have a son. Hmm? And today, whose name is known? It's Muhammad ﷺ. And his enemies, we only know a few of them. Literally a few of them. Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, these are the big names, right? And then there were so many others whose mention we do uh, we do find in the books of Hadith, in the books of Sirah, but those are not well-known names. I mean, the average Muslim doesn't even know that name. And so many of them, they are completely lost. I mean, if you think about it, a thousand people came in the battle of Badr to fight against the Prophet ﷺ. Where are those thousand people? What are their names? Right? Seventy people were killed out of them in the battle of Badr. Who were those seventy people? What were their names? We don't even know. Their names are not even recorded. So, وَلَا يَحِيقُ الْمَكْرُ السَّيِّئُ إِلَّا بِأَهْلِهِ this is a very, very important life lesson. When a person is plotting and planning to harm someone, in reality, who is it that he harms? Himself. This is why we should always, always want good for others. Allah says, فَهَلْ يَنظُرُونَ So are they waiting? إِلَّا except سُنَّةَ awalin, The way of the former people. Meaning, the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with the former people, with the past nations. And how is it that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dealt with the former people, with the past nations? That when they plotted against their prophets, right? When they attempted to harm their prophets, then what happened? Who is it that suffered? It was the deniers. Isn't it so? What happened to Lut alayhi salam's people? Look at how the wife of Lut alayhi salam betrayed him. Right? She informed her people about the guests who had come. This was a makr. Right? And then what happened? The people came and they overpowered Lut a.s. Demanding that he should hand over the guests to them. Because they wanted to do evil with those guests. And who were the guests? It was the angels. And then what was Lut a.s. told? You leave. Leave with your family except your wife. And he left. And what happened to the people who stayed behind? Who thought, oh, finally, we've got what we want. We've won. What happened? فَأَمْطَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ مَطَرًا those people were punished. So this is the sunnat al-awwaleen. This is the way that Allah dealt with the previous nations. That when they opposed their messengers, then it was those people who suffered. So the people of Mecca, what do they want? When they're opposing the Prophet ﷺ, when they're plotting evil against him, what result do they expect? فَلَن tajida. So never will you find لِسُنَّةِ for the way of Allah تَبْدِيلًا any change. Meaning it will always be like this. 
What? That those who deny the prophets, those who do kufr, shall suffer. وَلَن تَجِدَ And never will you find لِسُنَّةِ اللَّهِ For the way of Allah تَحْوِيلَ Any alteration. تَحْوِيلَ حَوَوْلَامْ تَحْوِيلَ is to remove something. One of the meanings of tahwil is to take something away, to ward it off. So, لَن تَجِدَ لِسُنَّةِ اللَّهِ تَحْوِيلًا Meaning the punishment can never be removed. It will never be warded off from them. There is no removal of it, no alteration, no diversion. In Surah Al-Ra'd, Ayah 11, Allah says, وَإِذَا أَرَادَ اللَّهُ بِقَوْمٍ سُوءًا فَلَا مَرَدَّ لَهُ وَمَا لَهُمْ مِن دُونِهِ مِن وَالٍ that when Allah intends evil for a people, then there is no repelling that evil. There is no repelling that punishment. أَوَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا Have they not traveled fil الْأَرْضِ in the earth? فَيَنْظُرُوا So that they could see كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ How was the consequence of those people who lived before them? Haven't they seen? What happened to the past nations? Did they not run out of time? They did. Did they not die? Yes, they did. So have these people learned nothing from observing the past nations, looking at their remnants, looking at their homes that stand today, but the people are gone, the owners are gone. وَكَانُوا And they were, meaning the previous people were, أَشَدَّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةً They were stronger than them in strength. Meaning they were stronger than the people of Makkah in strength. What kind of strength? Physical, financial, right? economical. In so many ways they were stronger. And also in terms of skill. In terms of skill also. It's amazing how they did so many things or they built structures that stand till today. And our structures, how are they? How are they? So weak. Right? We don't have the, the capacity. We neither have the skill nor do we have the financial strength. We don't have it. وَكَانُوا أَشَدَّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةً وَمَا كَانَ اللَّهُ and Allah is not ever such that لِيُعْجِزَهُ That it would weaken him. It would cause him failure. What could cause him failure? مِنْ شَيْءٍ Anything. Meaning, Allah is not to be caused failure by anything فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ In the skies or on the earth. Meaning there is nothing in the sky that could cause failure to Allah. There is nothing in the earth that could cause failure to Allah. So what do these people think of themselves? With their denial, do they think that they can cause failure to Allah's plans? No. Do they think that they can run away from Allah? إِنَّهُ كَانَ عَلِيمًا Indeed, He is ever knowing. He knows their deeds. And He is qadira. He is competent. He is fully able over them. Allah has so much power. If he wants, he can punish them immediately. They can never escape him. But then the question is, why does he not immediately seize people for their wrong? Because, walaw and if يُؤَخِذُ اللَّهُ Allah were to seize. أَخْذ To seize, meaning to punish over here. In the context, seizing means punishing. If Allah were to seize النَّاسَ The people. For what? بِمَا كَسَبُوا For what they have earned. Meaning for what they have acquired of evil. For the actions that they have done. For the sins that they have committed. For the arrogance that they have displayed. If Allah were to seize them for the wrong they have done. If each person was punished 100% for the wrong that he has done. Then what would be the state of this world today? Allah says, مَا تَرَكَ he would not leave. Ala ظَهْرِهَا Upon its back. 
meaning upon the back of the earth, meaning the surface of the earth. There would not be on the surface of the earth, min dab, any creature. There would not survive even a single creature. Walakin, but yuakhiruhum. He defers them. He delays them. Ila ajalim musamma to a specified term, a designated time. And what is that time? The time of their death. فَإِذَا then when جَاءَ it will come أَجَلُهُمْ their time, their term, meaning the specified time comes. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ then indeed Allah كَانَ بِعِبَادِهِ بَصِيرًا He is ever of His servants seeing. Meaning He has been watching them all along. He knows what they have been doing. He has, he has been seeing them. He knows them like no one else. So what's been said in this ayah? That if people were punished 100% for the wrong that they're doing in this life immediately, then the fact is that all life would come to an end on this planet. Not even a single creature would survive. Because really, our sins are too many. And we don't need to think about others. Just think about yourself. Just think about yourself. Think about the kind of words we've said to people, hurting their feelings, maybe the lies we've uttered. Think about how we've prayed majority of our prayers. Think of how much neglect we have shown in regards to the rights of our parents or in regards to the rights of our husbands, our family, our friends, the people, in the haqq of the Qur'an. Really? And if justice would be established now, not a creature would survive. And Allah is only giving us time until the time of death. And that could be any moment. So let's not get deceived by the tolerance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows. By the forbearance that He shows. Because once our time is up, then remember Allah is basir. He is seeing, He has been seeing us all along. So we cannot hide any deed of ours from Him. So the time to seek forgiveness is when? Now. The time to change is when? Now. The time to repent is now. In Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 58, Allah says, وَرَبُّكَ الْغَفُورُ ذُ الرَّحْمَةِ Your Lord is forgiving, most merciful, the possessor of mercy, the one who shows mercy. لَوْ يُؤَاخِذُهُمْ بِمَا كَسَبُوا If He were to seize them for what they have done, لَعَجَّلَ لَهُمُ الْعَذَابِ He would have hastened the punishment for them. بَلْ لَهُمْ مَوْعِدٌ لَنْ يَجِدُوا مِن دُونِهِ مَوْئِلًا Rather they have a fixed time, a promised time, an appointment from which which they will not be able to avoid. Meaning that appointment is fixed and there is no avoiding it. In Surah Al-Nahl, Ayah 61, Allah says, وَلَوْ يُؤَاخِذُ اللَّهُ النَّاسَ بِظُلْمِهِمْ If Allah were to punish people because of their zulm, مَا تَرَكَ عَلَيْهَا مِن دَابَّهِ then he would not leave even a single creature on the earth. But he delays them until a specified time. And when that time comes, then they cannot defer it for an hour. Meaning they cannot get any extension. That time is fixed. That moment of death is fixed. Then the chances are over. So if we are surviving today, if we have any blessings today, this is entirely Allah's mercy upon us. 
It's entirely His favor on us. That despite our sins, despite our failures, despite our shortcomings and our insincerity and our corrupt intentions, and despite every wrong thing that we do and we think of and we say, He gives us a chance to even do tilawa of the book. To even learn this book, to even study this book. He allows us to live on, to enjoy the blessings that He has given in this world. So it's entirely Allah's favor. And let's show gratitude for this favor. These verses, remember, they're also reassurance for the Prophet ﷺ. Because in Mecca, the believers were being persecuted. And when a person goes through difficulty, he thinks, if I'm upon the truth, then why doesn't Allah's help come? How come these people are not being caught for the wrong that they're doing? And many times in life it happens that you see people being unjust, people being unfair, and you wonder, where is justice? Right? Well, the fact is that this world is not the home of recompense. This world is a place where there is respite for people, and it's not unlimited respite, it's limited. And when that respite is over, when it's finished, then there will be recompense. So this is an encouragement for the believers to be patient. And at the same time, it's a warning also. That what are you doing for the time that's coming, for the moment that's coming? What are you doing in this time that's literally slipping out of your hands? In this life that's going away from you moment by moment? It's going away. You're running out of time. What are you doing? All right. Anybody would like to share? Assalamualaikum. Me and my neighbor, we were talking about how it's really scary how like this life is all we've been given to change. And if we don't change right now, then we're not going to get any second chances. Like I remember as a kid, I used to be like, you know, if I don't do things right, it's okay because then I can go ask Allah in Jannah or whatever for like a second chance. And this was as a kid. I'm talking like six or even younger maybe. But then, like, when you read these verses in the Quran, you're like, Allah's addressed, like, any possible excuse you may have for, for not obeying Him. And, um, yeah, so, it's scary that we have to change now, but we do. Assalamu alaikum. The ayah sister talking about that, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving us time, and, uh, He's giving us so many blessings, despite that, we are not actually giving our time to read Allah's book and reflect on this book. So we have to learn from that and we have to give our more time to study the book of Allah. Assalamualaikum. SubhanAllah, it made me think, like for the first ayah that we did, that we're chosen by Allah. Every one of us sitting here right now is chosen by Allah. And me, myself, I had to think, am I a muqsid? Or am I a sabiq? Right? Am I going to die as a sabiq? One who, who reflected, who used whatever I learned for the sake of others and for the sake of myself. Right? So I want you guys to also think, will you die as a sabiq or a muqsid? Assalamu alaikum. Um, me and my sister, we were basically talking about the ayah where the mushrikeen, the disbelievers, would be in the hellfire and they finally realize of the punishment and they finally believe. And like they will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like for a chance to come out and um so that they would be able to do good deeds. Like because now they see the punishment, they believe it. And like I'm pretty sure you all heard the saying, You gotta see it to believe it. 
but it doesn't really work. You gotta believe it to believe it. Assalamualaikum. Uh, this ayahs make me think how Shaitan taking his time and raising his business to deviate us because we have a limited time and we're not realizing as a Muslim but Shaitan he's doing his job because he's trying to make sure that everybody doesn't do their job and that's that's a scary thing that would make me think Assalamu alaikum uh, this ayah we're talking about the mushrikeen of uh, Mecca so I was thinking about even though there are not many people who associate other things and worship other than Allah today there are a lot of shirk that we do anything that makes you busy worshiping Allah reading the Quran it looks like you are worshiping like some people maybe worship money some people may be worshiping like in a subtle way so there are a lot of subtle mushrikeen in here and may Allah save us So what really impressed me was how Allah like divided the Muslim ummah in three categories. So like the ones who are like in the least, and then the ones in the middle, and ones who are the best. So like how sometimes, uh, um, like for example in school we try to be the best. Like we have to get like the top grades and be the best in class. Why can't we do it as a Muslim? We like have to be the best. We get jannatul for those. So like we should fight for Islam as how much as we fight for school. Recitation. <laughs> استكبارا في الأرض ومكر السيئ ولا يحيق المكر السيئ إلا بأهله فهل ينظرون إلا سنة الأولين فلن تجد لسنة الله تبديلا ولن تجد لسنة الله تحويلا أولم يسيروا في الأرض فينظروا كيف كان عاقبة الذين من قبلهم وكانوا وكانوا أشد منهم قوة وما كان الله ليعجزه من شيء في السماوات ولا في الأرض إنه كان عليما قديرا ولو يؤاخذ الله الناس بما كسبوا ما ترك على ظهرها من دابة ولكن Subhanakallah, bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, 
استغفرك واتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته